Yeah, I kind of got it on the day. Hey, welcome back to the Gambling Shack NFL Wild Card Edition. Uh, I am Bobby. Super Wild Card Weekend. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, super, yeah, super, 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 super duper. I am uh, Robert Harris Jr. I go by the name of uh, Bobby Beats. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. My main man Gabe Myers, G underscore Myers thirty three. Gabe, welcome to the NFL Super Duper Wild Card. How you feeling? I feel good. This is these next two weekends might be outside of March Madness, my favorite two sports weekends of the year. The the, the NFL playoffs, the divisional round is just awesome because you get really the eight best teams. But then you know we got six really intriguing games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I uh, I don't really plan on leaving the couch much once uh, the Niners and Seahawks kick off here Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. It's going to be a very uh, interesting uh, matchups, a lot of storylines, a lot of, you know, we're going to get into our list, but it's 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 going to be a very, 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 very interesting because you don't know on both sides who will come out. So it's kind of a, a NFL storyline, I would say. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a fun one. I'm really, I'm really excited. So what we're going to do is, um, so we're, we're doing a little bit differently today, guys. So obviously there's only six games this weekend. We only got six games on the docket. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of the six. Rob and I are each going to make a uh, – we're going to make a case for each – We're gonna so Rob's – so for example, this first game here, we're talking about San Francisco and Seattle. We're just going to go in the order they're being played. So San Francisco-Seattle, that's the first game on Saturday afternoon. Rob's going to take San Francisco – I'm going to take Seattle. Rob's going to tell you why you should bet San Francisco minus the 10. I'm going to tell you why you should bet Seattle plus the 10. We're just going to kind of go both sides of the argument here. Once we go through each of the games individually, we'll make three picks. There's only six games this weekend, so we'll make three picks here on our own. We'll do our best bet. We each got a live dog, and we'll have a uh, we'll just have a regular bet as well. So all that being said, Rob, you like the Niners. You are you want to go on the Niners here? So let's uh, tell tell me tell the audience why we should be betting San Francisco minus the ten this weekend against. Seattle. I think you should take San Francisco minus the ten. These two teams, of course, are division rivalries. They played each other earlier on Thursday Night Football. Brock Purdy's Mister Irrelevant, his first start on the road at it's not called Quest Field. It's not called the twelfth. Uh, I call it the twelfth man, the original twelfth man stadium. And Brock Purdy put up the numbers. He had a great, he had a great game. 17 out of 26, 217 yards, two TDs. He held his own. The defense was amazing. But this is the playoffs. And I think San Francisco, with the experience of Gabe's favorite head coach, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, he's been there before. He's been to the Super Bowl before. He's been in the playoffs as a coordinator with the Atlanta Falcons before. Went to the Super Bowl. He's been there. He's done that. Minus 10 is the only way I can see this. I think the lights will be too bright for Gino. Gino has had, if if it's an NFL comeback player of the year, he he got he has the game. Like if he has that award won for him because like you said, he wrote and people didn't write him back, yada yada yada. But this is a different story. I think San Francisco is kind of play, his defense is amazing. Offense is really rolling, doing that thing. And Christian McCaffrey probably was the best 
trade acquisition this football season. I like San Francisco minus 10. Okay, so I'm going to give you why you should bet Seattle plus the 10 here. San Francisco is a really good team. As Rob mentioned, Kyle Shanahan is my favorite coach. I'm not here to dispute any of what Rob just said. But Rob, at the very beginning, made a very important point. This is a division rivalry game. There are two teams that know each other very well. 10 is a lot of points. Also, go look at Brock Purdy. In five of the six games that he's played, the San Francisco 49ers have scored 30-plus points in five of the six games. Rob, can you guess which game Brock Purdy did not have 30-plus points as a quarterback for? Oh yeah, I can. It was it, uh, it was the road game. It was that Thursday night game in Seattle. Mm. Seattle knows San Francisco very well. San Francisco is a more talented team. I expect San Francisco to win this football game, but ten points is a lot of points. Brock Purdy, first playoff game. You talk about lights might be a little too bright for Geno. Okay, that's fine. What about the Mister Irrelevant seventh round rookie, the very last pick in the draft? Or the lights get a little too bright for him? What if he turns the ball over to start the game? Seattle's playing with house money here against a team they know very, very well. This game could end up being much closer because these teams know each other very, very well. San Francisco, they're not going to surprise Seattle. Seattle knows exactly what they're in for. Pete Carroll, historically, has gotten Seattle up to play San Francisco, even when he's had lesser teams. Seattle plus the 10 here. A lot of points. Divisional game. Teams that know each other very well. Also, Seattle's, I mean, they're in the playoffs. Seattle's a pretty solid team. Hard to beat a good team three times. San Francisco's already beaten them twice. I think beating them a third time is going to be difficult. Give me Seattle plus the 10. So that that's kind of the side. So for those just tuning in, what we're going for here, Rob's going to give you one side. I'm going to give you the other why you should bet. Rob took San Francisco minus the 10. I took Seattle plus the 10 there, and I gave you the reasons why I think Seattle plus the 10 could be a good bet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Up next on the docket, we have the Chargers at the Jaguars. And my man Rob's going to take the road favorite here, the Chargers. Rob, tell us why we should be betting the Chargers minus two and a half. They're getting everybody healthy. It, uh, they have Bosa back. They might might have Slater back. Keenan Allen is there. Mike Williams is there. Eckler is there. Gabe, you know when I start listing off these players, you know what they mean. Palmer is there. So, like, they have – the talent secretly and and probably on a rumor mill, the LA Chargers are probably the most scariest team in the playoffs. Went healthy. Went healthy. First time in the playoffs with both teams, of both quarterbacks, I would say, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. I just think Herbert's more, I think he's more ready for the moment. I like him at two and a half. Uh, this line kicked off. It was one and a half, probably from Monday through Wednesday. We are recording this on Thursday, and I've seen it jump up to a point. So the sharp betters or the people who just love pouring up money, uh, they poured more money up for the L.A. Chargers, and I think that's the right side to be on. L.A. Chargers finished the season kind of strong. I mean, losing the last game against Denver, it didn't matter on both sides of the spectrum. But I just think the Chargers are healthy and probably the scariest team in the playoffs. Okay, so I'm on Jacksonville plus two and a half here. And, Rob, I, I really couldn't disagree with you more. I don't think the Chargers are the scariest team in the playoffs. And it's because of one man, Rob. It's because of Brandon Staley. I don't think Brandon Staley is a very good coach. So I'm getting the home field in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence has – proven this the last eight weeks of the season to be just as good maybe a better quarterback than Justin Herbert over the last couple of months and I get Doug Peterson a Super Bowl winning head coach who I've seen out coach Bill Belichick in the playoffs 
I get the better coach. I get a really good quarterback. I get the home team. Jacksonville's as hot as anybody not named San Francisco in the NFL right now. Row or home dog in the playoffs. Also, I think the organizational mismanagement with the Chargers last week, it's baffling. You have the five seed locked up at kickoff, and Mike Williams goes and gets hurt in a game. He's questionable now to play. Justin Herbert's playing three quarters of the game, as is Austin Eckler. And then they go out there. They go out there to play that game against Denver with all their starters, and they lose. They got outplayed by the Denver Broncos, who have been awful this year. The Broncos have been a joke. I think the Chargers have ruined any positive momentum they got going for them. I think Jacksonville, I think last week against Tennessee, Tennessee's run that division for a few years now. They've been Jack, uh, the thorn in Jacksonville's side. Even when Jacksonville went to the AFC title game all the way back in the 2017 season, Tennessee beat them twice that year. Tennessee swept them in the regular season. Tennessee has been the team They've been the kryptonite for Jacksonville. Even when Jacksonville had a couple of good years there, they finally got over that hump. I think Jacksonville's rocking and rolling. I like Trevor Lawrence to get his first career playoff win. I got, you know, even at quarterback, I got the better coach, and I'm getting points at home. And I think the Jaguars roster is pretty good. Turns out when you pick in the top five every year, you're going to draft some pretty good players. I like Jacksonville plus the two and a half here. I think the Chargers – after last week, watching how Brandon Staley mismanaged that situation, there's no way I could put my hard-earned money on him. Uh, we'll see. It. This, this is probably the Chargers and Jacksonville Jaguars are probably the best game to me. That's probably the one one of the most interesting ones that I would love to sit down and just, just watch because it'll be two young quarterbacks of the future going at it. So I, I, I love to watch that game. Yeah. So, all right, next game on the docket, we got Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo, 13-point favorites. Miami has announced that Tua Tagovailoa is not going to be playing in this one. So, we're getting perhaps Skylar Thompson. The line is telling you we're going to get Skylar Thompson. Rob, Miami-Buffalo, what side are you telling us to bet here? Or you're on Buffalo minus the 13. Let me let's go. You're yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, uh, well, I'll go into the best bets a little more personally. But uh yeah, this this line was like at nine uh yesterday when I was on the phone with my homeboy. And then I was like, and when I seen the tour news, I was like, okay, how much is tour worth? And apparently he's worth four points because <laughs> it jumped from minus nine. To minus 13 Buffalo. I think Buffalo is playing for a bigger purpose than the football. They are playing for DeMar Hamlin. They are playing for the world. And you can just tell when Naheem Hines uh, took that kickoff return back against New England Patriots on week 18, just the electric feeling in the building at Buffalo. And then he did it again. The team was just, you know, as the young kids used to say, they were just on one. You know, they were um, – it was bigger than just football. I, so, minus 13, yeah, I'm a rock with the spread. I, I just think, you know, Skylar Thompson, rookie out of West – not of West Virginia, excuse me, Kansas State. Um, that, like I keep saying this cliche lines, I think the – you know, he's throwing in the fire, like, honestly. Yeah. Speaking I like mean, that. this isn't like Brock Purdy where Purdy yeah. played six games now and he's really gotten his feet wet. He's ingrained in the offense. Skylar Thompson, sure, you said thrown into the fire. That's truly what this is. This, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, 
Doctor's not clear to uh, the finger injury with Teddy Bridgewater, so he's he's thrown in the fire. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how he can even stay apart. I know Buffalo and Miami played this season and the games were close, but like, yeah, this is this is a different Buffalo mindset team. Uh, it's just different. I wish I had more words to express, but it's just different. Okay, so I think you made some you make some valid points. Obviously, Skylar Thompson. It's hard to put your money on Skylar Thompson on a playoff game, even when you're getting 13 points. Uh, you mentioned Demar Hamlin, the emotion they're playing with there. So I'm, I'm gonna give you the case for Miami plus the 13. And it's gonna start with this. I watched Buffalo against New England last week, and I watched Mac Jones, who struggled all year, kind of go up and down the field on the Bills. They were out playing Buffalo for about two and a half quarters of that game. I wasn't overly impressed, and after watching Buffalo last week at home in a game where they got two kickoff returns for touchdowns, it's still, you know, it, they were cutting it close there at the end. Hard for me to lay 13 points even against Skylar Thompson. Um, I think Buffalo's pass defense, Mike McDaniel's a really good offensive mind. He'll figure out ways to get Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle the ball. Now Hill's got a little ankle thing. I think he's going to play. Um I think Mike McDaniel figures out ways to get on the ball. Buffalo secondary. I mean, one of the things that's not being talked about, and I think it's fair that it's not being talked about, just given the situation. Remember, DeMar Hamlin's a backup. So he's in the game because someone got hurt in front of him. He's the backup safety. Well, now Hamlin's gone. They're down to their third string guy. They're going down to their second and third nickel guy as well. Buffalo secondary is pretty torn up back there. And when you're going against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, I don't think that bodes very well. Also, Divisional team, both games were close this year. Now, both those games, Tua was the quarterback, so I'm not sure how much you can uh, take from that. But these teams know each other very well. Miami knows Buffalo very well, and I think in a situation like that, the the familiarity favors the inferior, the team with inferior talent. So I'll take Miami plus – you know, I think Miami plus the 13. I think everyone in the world is going to be on Buffalo – but Buffalo didn't play very well last week. They're really banged up in the secondary. Miami's got a lot of speed at receiver. I ain't picking Miami to upset here by any means, but 13 does feel like a lot. McDaniel's a pretty good coach. Miami has good players outside of Tua. All, uh, yeah, I think there, there's some merit here to take in Miami plus the 13. Well, yeah, we go from Buffalo to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is favored by minus three. This line hasn't moved at all. This probably, uh, like the Chargers and Jaguars game, this is probably the one of the most other interesting games on the NFC side of the wild card. It's uh, interesting because I, th I think every other line has moved. Yeah. Every other line has moved. And part of that, like with Miami and Baltimore, it's quarterback things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's like San Francisco and with the Chargers, it's just – normal you know sometimes the line moves um this game it opened up at three i thought it was gonna open up at four for minnesota it opened up at three and it stayed right at three so kind of the way the way we kind of settled into this now is rob's just giving you the case for the favorites i'll give you the case for the dog <laughs> so rob tell us why uh, tell us why minnesota minus three is the play here uh minnesota is probably the most what's the word i'm looking for Conniving team, and I'm playing. Uh, they were the most, um, I say disrespected team to win the NFC North due to the fact that they look poor in some games and then they look 
look pretty good in some games. Uh, but that's the regular season. We're focusing on the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, most explosive offense when rolling. Um, as you seen last week, week 18, Chicago Bears, the game didn't matter, but just seeing that glimpse of of that of that first the first string guys and probably first half a little bit up to the second half of that game just dominant fashion. Kirk Cousins didn't miss a beat. People forgot about Adam Thielen. He's still there. I know the focus is on Justin Jefferson. He put up monster numbers this season. Should be in the MVP conversation. But Adam Thielen still can get you some yardage. You know. Dalvin Cook, you got the running game there with him and Madison, the tandem in the backfield. Now the New York Giants, defense is solid. Defense is good. But can the offense keep up with the Minnesota Vikings? Can Daniel, which Daniel Jones you're going to get? The second half Daniel Jones or the first half Daniel Jones? That wasn't that good. It got bailed out by the defense. So I, I like Minnesota here, minus three, at home. I mean, whew, it's going to be a great game. It, I mean, well, yeah, we're just going to stick with the line. Cause I would say I don't – I think the game is going to be won by a field goal. So, if you want to tease it down or whatnot. But I like Minnesota minus three. Solid pick. Kirk Cousins, I know the primetime games haven't been there for Kirk in the past. But I'm still thinking about the Minnesota miracle against the Saints. Uh, I'm still thinking about, you know uh, – this is a great team. I think it was it was the most disrespected team, honestly, this season to win a to win a division because of the inconsistency play. But I think they'll come they'll come ready playoffs time minus three. So these two teams played what like a month ago, and it was a three point game, 24-27. So I think that has a lot to do with this line here. Let's say why the Vikings plus three of the play. Minnesota and New York both have been involved in so many close games this year. The Vikings are undefeated in one-score games, which is just unheard of for, for a season. That's just unbelievable. I'm not sure what the Giants, quite what the Giants record is, but they, they're very good in one-score games as well. When you have two teams that appear to be evenly matched, as evidenced by the regular season game a month ago, and by you know the results, they just always play in these close games, well, give me the side with points. Give me the side with points. I'll take the Giants plus the points. I think Brian Dayball is the coach of the year. He, and I like the Giants. Unlike the Chargers last week, the Giants locked into their spot. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Shoot, they even put Kenny Galladay out on the field last week. But the, the Giants didn't play their guys last week. They got that rest. And what do you think the Giants did all last week in practice leading up to the Eagles game? You think they were preparing their backups for the Philadelphia Eagles? No. They were preparing to play the Minnesota Vikings. They were getting ready to play the Minnesota Vikings. Brian Dayball, two weeks to prepare. I think Minnesota, their run of unbeaten and one-score games comes to an end. I like the Giants plus the three here, not just to go into Minnesota, but to win this football game. Daniel Jones had over 300 yards passing against them, and Daniel Jones put some respect on the name here, and I mean this jokingly, Vanilla Vic out here. Vanilla Vic, Daniel Jones with his running ability. Him and Saquon running the football, the Giants defense, a defensive line led by Dexter Lawrence. They're going to be able to get to Kirk Cousins. They're going to be able to slow down Dalvin Cook in the rushing attack. 
And again, when they played about a month ago, I mean, Kirk Cousins had maybe his best game of the year, 299 passing, three TDs, no picks. I mean, TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, 13 catches for 109 and two touchdowns. I just don't expect that to happen again. I don't expect that to happen. The Giants lost a turnover battle that day. I don't think they lose it today. I think Daniel Jones takes care of the football, and I think uh, Kirk Cousins, again, Kirk Cousins, when he's not playing that 1 o'clock Sunday window, and he's playing that late afternoon window this time, he gets a little dicey back there. It ain't quite the same Captain Kirk Cousins. Give me the Giants plus three. When you got two teams that are always in close games and that have already proven that they're about as evenly matched as it comes, I'll take the side with points. So give me the Giants and the points. I actually like the Giants to win. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. I, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Uh, <laughs> next game, uh, this one probably will be quick to display or uh, to discuss. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. These two teams just played each other on week 18. Now they will face each other in the AFC wild card matchup. Uh, once again, this line, it was at, at one point in time, it was at seven and it went to nine. Now it's at 10 uh, with the news of Lamar Jackson, uh, starting quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, not practicing on a knee injury. It's not it, feeling it well. It doesn't look like he's going to play. That's what all the – that's what it looks like. And the backup, Tyler Huntley, hasn't practiced at all this week either. So – We get Anthony Brown. Yeah. Boston College transferred to Oregon. Uh, quarterback uh, gets to go at, take another stab at it. Had a horrible week 18, but uh, I guess I am taking the favorite Cincinnati minus 10. That is why you should start him. <laughs> That's why you should play Cincinnati. They just played this guy, so they have tape on him. They know what he can do. I'm pretty sure it's going to be adjustments. And I just think Cincinnati is just too explosive. They're playing for a bigger purpose, too, than football. They were involved in that you know, the unfortunate circumstances of DeMar Hamlin. And I, I just think they were just playing good football, man. I think Joe Burrow was just made for the moment. You know, it's a lot of, you know, I know this is NFL, this is NFL show right now. And I know a lot of discussion saying the UGA team could have beat that 2019 LSU team. I, I say no. Nah. I say no. No. Joe Burrow is the truth. He's the truth. And uh, pair him up with Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, uh, Joe Mixon in the backfield. This offense is just too explosive. If it was me personally, I probably would have jumped on this at minus seven. It just, just speaking personally, yeah. minus seven. Minus 10, I'm still jumping on it. You know, I just think, you know, Baltimore just, just don't have the offense to keep up with it, keep up with this team. And the defense is solid from Baltimore, but – Expect like a maybe a 20 to 6 type of score. I, I just think it's, it's playoffs and it's that type of atmosphere. And I just think, you know, Anthony Brown he ain't really made for the moment right now. Like I, I, There's another quarterback, unfortunately, just thrown in the fire. Just thrown in the fire. So minus 10, Cincinnati. Okay, so this is, I'm not going to lie, I can't make a very strong case for Baltimore. Outside of this. This is a divisional game. Baltimore is familiar with Cincinnati, so 10 is a lot of points, and Baltimore is a well-run team, They're gonna and they're tough. They're going to come to play. Here's my other point. 
So Joe Burrow this season, we all remember week one, that four interception game against Pittsburgh, that kind of disastrous game. Okay, let's throw that out the window. Take that game away. First game of the year, he's coming off the appendectomy. You know, throw that game away. His two worst games of the year, passer rating, have been against the Baltimore Ravens. And it's been two of his three or two of his four lowest games in terms of passing yards. The Baltimore defense defends Joe Burrow better than anybody in the NFL. And this offense, they haven't been able to run the ball lately, so they've become very Burrow-dependent, and Baltimore's familiar with it, and they do a better job than anybody defending them. Part of that is the personnel they have. they got really good players on the defensive side of the ball. Ten is a lot of points. I know they just played, but I like your take of this being a low-scoring game, something in the 20-6 to uh, range. Well, how about 20-13 to instead, and a little garbage-time touchdown from, from Anthony Brown? So, I mean, I know it look, and again, it's it's one of those things. I think everyone and their mama is going to be on Cincinnati this week. And when everybody's on one side, I always get a little uneasy betting that side when everyone's jumping on one side. And you look at Baltimore defense Joe Burrow very well. Cincinnati hasn't been able to run the ball in the last month. They have some offensive line issues. And Anthony Brown, now he's seen, you know, you mentioned they've seen Anthony Brown. Well, now Anthony Brown has seen this defense. He's getting his second start against the same team. So he's going to be able to figure some things out. In the meantime, Baltimore plus 10. I know it's not going to be a sexy pick, but everybody's on Cincinnati. Be careful going where everybody else is going. They might lead you off the they might lead you off a cliff. Be careful betting Cincinnati. Baltimore, very good defense, tough team, divisional team, divisional game. Teams know each other very well, playing each other for the second time in two weeks. Uh, yeah, there's some merit to Baltimore minus 10 here. I know it's Anthony Brown and Joe Burrow, and that's not a – doesn't exactly scream betting Baltimore plus the 10, but it's uh, there's a little more at play here than just the quarterbacks, I think. Okay. I respect that. Uh, last game to finish off a Monday night wild card matchup, which is – I think that's a first in NFL. No, they did it last year, the Rams and the Cardinals. Ah, sure played, it was Monday night. It they, they played, yeah. So they because last year was the first year of the super where they did that super wild card weekend where they did that and they put the Rams Cardinals on Monday night. And, and so I, I think it's, I think it's a regular thing now. There's there's just going to be Monday night playoff games and a wild card. I ain't mad at it. Another day of football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got, we got Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half favorite uh, at Tampa Bay. Um, Oh yeah, I do. You know, I can't take the Cowboys side. So. Yeah, I, 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 know. <laughs> I really like. Okay, I guess I stick to the screw. Yeah, uh, Dallas minus two and a half. Uh, so here, but for those just tuning in, Rob's just taking the favorites and telling you why they should bet them. I've been taking the underdogs, telling you why we should bet them. We're gonna get into our actual picks here in about five minutes now. So. We're just giving you kind of each side. So if you're kind of 50 50, we're making the case. You can decide if you're, if you don't know if you want to bet Dallas minus a two and a half or Tampa plus a two and a half, but you kind of want to know what the merit is on both sides, that's what we're doing here. There's only six games. So we've just been going through the playoff game. So Rob's getting Dallas minus two and a half. And as a massive Cowboys fan, he loves this. So no, I don't. Uh, I'm not a a Cowboys fan. Um, Dallas on a road this season. Yeah, they, they weren't good against them. <laughs> they weren't really – they were okay against the number. Uh, but I, I, okay, a lot of skeptical – a lot of a lot of criticism, excuse me. Uh, talk about Dak playing bad. I mean, I, I think Dak held his own. Uh, now, now, 
Dallas did get the luxury in the last three games of playing against Gardner Minshew, Joshua Dobbs, and the great North Carolina quarterback, Sam Howell. Now you get to play the GOAT, Tom Brady, and Tampa Bay. And then, you know, the Bucs have played horrible. Look, they won the AFC, the NFC South, excuse me, with the eight and nine record to clinch the division. Mm-hmm. That just show you how bad the NFC South was this season. Um, the Cowboys, 12 and five, good team, good solid team, good running game. Tony Pollard, if you had him in fantasy football, was probably your best steal in the draft. Um, really kind of made a case for himself that he could be a RB1 in this league. Uh, Coming into the season, Dallas was it, the the wide receiving core was a lot of question about the wide receiving core. Didn't have Gallup at the time; he was still healing from the ACL injury. All you had was CD Lamb and Noah Brown. They held it down for the most part. Um, oh, Rob, I'm, you're, I'm, you're, I'm trying to be. I'm not trying okay, to. Okay, so here let's let's just go full disclosure here with the audience. Both Rob and I have Tampa plus two and a half in our bets. So here, I think I can make a little more compelling case for Dallas here. Okay, what's Dallas's weakness defensively? They can't stop. They can't stop the run. Well, here's the good news: Tampa Bay can't run the football. Yeah, yeah. Also, what Dallas you you get a good team, and Dallas is a good team. They're twelve and five this year. They're a good football team. Good team off a humiliating loss. They often come back hard the next week. Also, it does feel like everyone, and I mean everyone including the two idiots hosting this show is on tampa bay this week feels like everybody's on tampa bay this week i usually like being on the other side of those type of propositions and revenge spot for dallas i think they remember week one 19 to 3 humiliated on sunday night football by the tampa bay bucks now they get a chance to end tampa bay season and maybe tom brady's career i think brady comes back actually but they get a chance to end the season, get the first win over Tom Brady in franchise history. And let's face it, outside of one game against Carolina a couple weeks ago where they're playing with all their backup BBs, Tampa isn't very good. Tampa is not a good football team. Dallas has proven to be a better football team, and all evidence shows they will prove to be a better football team on Monday night. So uh, I've already told you Rob and I both have Tampa on picks, but there is some merit to Dallas here, don't love being on the side of everybody else with the uh, with everyone and their mom and their mama betting the bucks. So that being said, Rob, this is I mean, so we're gonna do just our bet, our live dog, and our best bet. Rob, your bet, you got Tampa plus two and a half. Tell tell me why Tampa's the play. They're the dangerous team in the playoffs, especially for the NFC side. Like if if. If they were to get past the Cowboys, you're going to play San Francisco. Can you can they get past San Francisco or Minnesota? Let's just, you know, just for, for, for argument's sake, I think they're better than both of those teams because they have the GOAT, Tom Brady, who's been there before. Like I said, the Bucs did not play well all this season. They were one of the second or the third lowest scoring offense in the league. They picked it up during, you know, the end of the season. Mike Evans came alive, mm-hmm. and, and Tom Brady found them. And, and, you know, these weapons were always here. Julio was in and out the lineup. But Byron Leftwich said in the press conference, we're the most healthiest we've been since OTAs. 
that's a scary that's a scary quote right there because you don't know what this team can do coming into the playoffs. So yeah, every mom and their mama on them. They're the public underdog darling. This play this wild card round. They are they are the most probably bet. It's probably so many betting tickets on Tampa Bay as I as we speak, as we record this on a Thursday, January 12th. Like yeah, Tampa Bay is a scary team, man. Two plus two and a half at home, at home against Dallas Cowboys, who have been unproven in the playoffs lately, in the last decade or so. Last so, thirty years. Oh yeah, 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 too bad too. But uh, so yeah, give me Tampa Bay, man. I'm all on Tampa Bay. They got the goat, man. Yeah. yeah so my my bet here, and I touched on it uh, a minute ago when we were going through the games. I like Jacksonville plus a two and a half at home. So same thing, home, home, home dog against the Chargers. Look, I just don't believe in Brandon Staley as a coach. I get the advantage with Doug Peterson. I talked about it. Trevor Lawrence has been just as good, perhaps even better than Justin Herbert in the last couple of months. Jacksonville has good personnel. You pick in the top five every year, it turns out you find some pretty good players. Jacksonville has good personnel. Travis Etienne's there. Chargers, Mike Williams may or may not play, but he's going to be hurt regardless. Brandon Staley mismanaging that game. I think the Chargers killed all their positive momentum. And I think Jacksonville, they slayed the the dragon in a sense by beating Tennessee because Tennessee was a team. They're in their division who always had their number for years and years and years. This group of players finally beat the Titans. I know it was a depleted version of the Titans, but they finally beat the Titans. I think they come out hair on fire at home. I like them to outright win against the Chargers. Give me the two and a half. I like Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley. And Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert on the day. I can't wait to watch that game. I, I, that's I the most intriguing quarterback matchup this weekend. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably the one where yeah, you you gotta you gotta watch that game. Uh, on to the live dogs. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore plus ten. I, I do. I think they outright win this. No, I think they cover though. But uh, like you said before, they seen Anthony Brown has seen that Cincinnati Bengals defense. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, the coaching staff for the Baltimore Ravens will make adjustments according to Anthony Brown's strength. He's a great scrambling quarterback. He he got an arm on him. He showcased his arm when he was at Oregon. Uh, the running game is there with Dobbins and Edwards. It's it's there. It just has to be found. And uh, this defense is. You know, Baltimore defense has been really solid. Got a chance to really sit down and watch that Sunday night football game against Pittsburgh. And they really held their own to the end of the game. But too many points, um, you know, just because of the Lamar Jackson news, he looks like he's not going to play for Baltimore. And that's why the line really, really jumped up, kept creeping up, kept creeping up. And, um, if you're going to take Cincinnati, I think that window was at that minus seven, minus eight, minus nine mark. I think that was the time to take Cincinnati. But I think plus 10, this is when you got to jump on Baltimore. I think the points and the edge is with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at that at all. Like I said, I do think there's some merit to Baltimore plus the 10. My live dog, we talked about this game quite a bit. I'll be pretty quick. I like Tampa plus the two and a half. Dak Prescott leads the NFL in interceptions this year despite only playing 12 games. He's a turnover machine. You mentioned Tampa Bay. Uh, Todd Bowles saying they're the healthiest they, – or Byron Leftwich saying they're the healthiest they've been all year. Um, and we've seen Brady and his receivers start to start to kind of pick it up there. And also Dallas, 
Um, they've, yeah, I mentioned they're weak in, their, in run defense, but they've been able to get got in the passing game lately. Their DBs when being left out on the island. And then Micah Parsons are using him as a pure edge rusher, and Micah Parsons is a good pass rusher. The problem with that, part of what made Micah Parsons so effective was he would line up anywhere, and you couldn't just go pre-snap. Hey, look, we're doubling number 11 on this play. He's going to be lined up over here. Hey, Kate Otten, you're chipping him along with Tristan Wirfs or Donovan Smith, and we're, we're doubling that dude. You weren't able to do that before. You're able to do that now with him. See the Dallas defense has lost some of its uh, its sauce, if you will. Um, I think I think it's lost some of what made it really good earlier in the year. And again, just the momentum. I mean, it's not that they lost the Washington because I think Washington has some really good personnel. The way it happened, though, I mean, Dallas looked pathetic, and to have that performance going into the playoffs when you have over the last twenty five years of playoff history, the Dallas Cowboys. And then you, the, I mean, the, and I know, you know, the history is not necessarily indicative of what's going to happen, but, you know, la- what have we seen our whole lifetime, Rob? Tom Brady come through in these big situations and the Dallas Cowboys find the dumbest, most miraculous ways to lose it. Yeah. To, to blow these games. That being said, I think situationally, Tampa's going to be a little bit better. If it's close at all late, I like Tampa to win this game. You'll be Tampa plus a two and a half. I agree. I agree. On to the best bet of the week. Uh, NFL for both guys, of course. Um, I like yours a lot. (laughs) I like yours a lot. Go right into it because I like it a lot. All right. I'm going to stick with the Buffalo and Miami game, but I'm going first half Buffalo minus seven. Only why the first half? Because I just think, like you said before, Gabe, it might be a backdoor touchdown to interrupt that minus 13. Too many points. And his playoffs. But Skylar Thompson, rookie quarterback out of Kansas State, starting for Miami Dolphins, just really thrown in the fire. And I think Buffalo is going to come out with that edge, with that. They got to set the tone. First half, I think they're just going to crush Miami. And, it's you know, the game pretty much going to be over by the third quarter. Buffalo has, like I said, they're playing for a bigger purpose than just a Super Bowl trophy. They're playing for playing for DeMar Hamlin, they're playing for the city of Buffalo. Like they 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 got so much on their shoulders right now. And I Miami is just, you know, just in the wrong place, the wrong time with this team. So give me Buffalo first half, minus it. Yeah, and then Miami feels like a team that's sputtering. What I also think the New England playoff game last year when Buffalo just stomped them right from the jump. Mm-hmm. I was watching that at the blackjack table actually. Um, that's what, like, that's what I think about when I saw that bet. It was like, man, Buffalo last year to playoffs, they came out the gate just, you know, like a shark with blood in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's going to be a similar thing here in Miami. Just, I mean, it feel, I mean, you talk about the, the new seven seed now, it, it feels like Miami is in a play and there are a playoff team theoretically, but it doesn't feel like they're really a playoff team. Uh, I like your buff. I think Buffalo is going to come out and just, put you know put the hammer down early here I, I like this one quite a bit um i mentioned it earlier i love the giants plus three two teams that play close games give me the side with the points giants plus three at minnesota is my best bet of the week these teams played just a few weeks ago and i think even you mentioned it. you expected to come down to a field goal i think that's fair i think the first time these two teams played minnesota won the turnover battle 
Dan, Daniel Jones did have an interception. The Giants did not run the ball as well as they could have, but they were able to stop Dalvin Cook from running the ball. And TJ Hawkinson had, what was it, 12, 13 catches for over 100 yards and a couple mm-hmm. of tutties. I don't think those things from Minnesota are super repeatable. I do think Kirk Cousins in a playoff game with the lights on him, he always seems to, you know, he shrivels in the lights. I think he does turn the ball over once or twice. I think Daniel Jones uses his legs quite a bit more. I think Saquon coming off what essentially was a buy for him. He's fresh. He's ready to go. I think Brian Dayball's going to outcoach uh, Kevin McConnell. And I think this time, the close game, the breaks that went Minnesota's way the first time around, a 61-yard field goal to win it. I think those breaks shift around to the Giants this time, who are also very good in one-score games. I mean, Minnesota's been flying close to the sun all year in these one-score games. I think it finally gets them today. I think they finally, uh, the sun finally gets them. I like the I like the Giants plus the three, and I like them to outright win as well. There you have it. That is the game of Shaq. Just a quick, quick, quick recap. Uh, Gabe, his main pick will be Jacksonville plus two and a half versus the LA Chargers. My main pick will be Tampa Bay plus two and a half versus Dallas. Uh, live dog, Gabe plus two and a half Tampa Bay. Versus the Dallas Cowboys. Mine will be Baltimore plus 10 at Cincinnati Bengals. Our best bet for the NFL. Super duper 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 wild card. Giants plus three at Minnesota. And me, Buffalo Bills, first half, minus seven. Versus those poor, poor, poor Miami Dolphins. Well, that is the game to shake Gabe. Uh, how you feel about the this wild card and this playoffs? We were all stressing. You know, just about the aftermath with with Demar Hamlin. I mean, I'm excited that it's here. I mean, it's uh, Demar got out of the hospital. Was it yesterday or two days ago? Uh-huh. I think two days ago the news broke he was going to get released. I think yesterday he did get released. We're recording mm-hmm. this on Thursday. Um, so that like that like helps. Like, okay, he's out of the hot. Like, you know, the recovery is going great. And I, th- you know, it's kind of just like happy it's here because the regular season because all the questions came in about. What do you do about the AFC title game? What about home field? What about this? What about that? And some people don't like the answers. We've got those questions, but we've got the answers to those questions, and we can just go play football now. Yeah. So that, that that's got, that's where I am. It's I, I think the NFL was put in a no-win situation without a handle, kind of the the one seed and home field scenarios there. There's, there's no scenario that would have been good. I don't think there's, there's no decision that would have been like, good and fair so Mm -hmm. i think you know the nfl did just all right this is what we're gonna do um so they made a decision so i you know i'm just happy we're playing football that's that's where i stand as long as teams are playing football i'm pretty happy rob yeah i I agree i agree with you i agree well we will drop these picks on our twitter and our instagram at gambling shack uh, I am Robert Harris Jr. Uh, go by the name of Bobby Beats. You can follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. My main man, Gay Myers, G underscore Myers 33. Uh, until then, people, manage your bankroll, bet responsibly, and happy betting. Happy betting, everybody. <laughs>